Yo, Chuck, run a power move on him. May I say something to you to give you a true knowledge of yourself and life so that the same glory and success attained by other men who understand themselves may be yours? Man in the full knowledge of himself is a superb and supreme creature of creation. When man becomes possessor of the knowledge of himself, he becomes master of his environment, the captain of his own ship, the director of his own destiny, the accomplisher of his own ends. Peace. It's the, it's the Brooklyn Combine. Um, it's me. Uh, Uncle Rudy and, and Big Phil, and we have a very special guest, someone who um, uh, is doing a lot of great things, has, a, has an incredibly um, intriguing and interesting um, perspective and narrative. Um, Samson Styles is, is with us today, um, a fellow Brooklynite. Um, peace, peace. Peace, peace. Um, yeah. um, from the East, right? Yes, Samson? sir. Yes, sir. Um, you know, Samson, I, I don't even remember what's ill is some, sometimes you meet people, you don't even really, really remember exactly how, but I know we met a minute ago and, and one of the most impressive things for me is Samson came out to our mentoring program and kicked it with us and, uh, talked to us, filmed us, um, just on his own time. And, um, has a, has a, for me, I just want everyone to know he has a incredible, project that he just did uh that's is it in the can yeah it's, it's in the can um i'm tweaking it a little bit here and there i'm just getting those suggestions to just to make it better because mm -hmm. i don't want to mess it up okay it to be as best as i can make it okay but it's, it's 95 percent done yeah um but you tell tell us a little you you got you know people who watch bet and and other projects tell us a little bit about um How'd you get started in the entertainment business? Um, it's crazy because I was going the traditional music route at first, you know, from the streets hustling and trying to flip that into doing something <laughs> big, you know, like everybody else trying to trying to get out of that, you know. And um, I had gotten caught up and had to go do a bid. Um, How long has it been? That one was four years, mm -hmm. and um, so um, I was running with one of my running partners that was in the industry already, his manager Q-Tip, the mm -hmm. name Shocker. Mm -hmm. So I was uh, meeting a lot of people in the industry, and including Q-Tip, mm -hmm. and, and been around a lot of people. So when I came home, uh, I tried to see how I could get back in the music. How mm -hmm. can I get in the music? Now, and when you say music, you could spit. You was yeah, spitting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was right. spitting. Yeah, so, and, and everything I was talking about was real. Because you know? <laughs> there's a lot of fake dudes uh -huh, out there uh -huh, talking, uh -huh. you know, giving this facade. And I was really living it. And I was kind of offended by it because the stuff I always rhymed about was how to get out the game. Mm -hmm. You know, I might have glorified getting my little street stripes, but at the end it was always getting out, getting, getting out. out, getting out. Because, you know, you're only going to wind up in the box, you know, dead. Well, you know? What, what around what year did you go in on... The second, second in 2000, I came in 2004. Okay. Yeah. So um, from there, <clears throat> I had called uh, uh, this cat I know, Kane and Jasper. He's like a brother. Um, Bryce, he's related to Bryce and um, um, 
He's, he's I know you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know you, yeah, Kanan. Kanan, yeah, 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 yeah. Kanan. That's my man. He played yeah. golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I know, I know, Kanan. Yeah, man. Kanan Good is, dude. Kanan's family, man. We oh, that's what's up. Since like nine years old, we was in the martial arts together. Kanan got a brother. Yeah, yeah I know Kanan. Yeah. He's from the east. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I know Kanan. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> so uh, I called him the day I came home. Cause he helped me when I was getting in the industry in, in the beginning. He cooked me up with producers to make you know beats for me and everything, and show me how to structure everything. You know, so when I came home, I called him, and um, he met me, and I asked him, "Yo, how I get in now? Like, what's the? How can I get into it now?" And he said, "Yo, the music business is dead. change, right?" He said it's about to be dead, and I couldn't see it yet, but he's seen the future, mm -hmm. like where it was going, digital and mm -hmm. everything. And he said, "Um, yo, you need to get into film." So I was like, film, okay. So then um, I called a cat I knew that made videos and stuff, and I said, yo, um, I'm going to do a documentary. And he said, yo, let's do one on your life. I'm like, my life? My life is like any other average mm -hmm. cat, and I, and I haven't plateaued, you know, to be able to do a documentary. You had a certain life. sense of maturity, though, Sam, because I, I know a lot of, I'm not going to name names, but I've met and know a lot of gangsters who, they feel like the industry owes them something. My so, question is, why a documentary over doing like a fictional story? Um, because I knew, like back then, DVDs were, were popping. So this is like, like the smack right, DVD exactly, time right, and right, a right, bunch right, of exactly, other right. So DVDs was popping. I wasn't looking at like going theatrical or you know nothing like mm -hmm. that. I was looking at okay, cash are able to sell. So I started a Fight Club. The Brooklyn Girls Fight Club, and I had oh, girls from Brownsville. Oh, that's crazy! Yeah. We seen that. Yeah, I was actually produced. Did you do that? That's what okay. got me in the game. Gotcha. Yeah, that's Yo, remember that movies? What's that? Yo, you did that? Yeah, yeah. We used to yeah. watch that joint. Yeah, we was mesmerized. Yeah. Brownsville. Right, exactly. It was the, the, the four female. Yes, the four female. Oh wow! Danielle, Kia, Danielle, Kia, Bulldog. And um, those were the main, main yeah, those were the main. <laughs> nah, that was a dope yeah, project, man. Thanks, man. So yeah. when I came home, I knew that that was a story. The women in Brownsville, because I was like, damn, these women are fighting more than the dudes. They're not even fighting no more. They're just mm -hmm. going to get the guns. When mm -hmm. I came up, Brownsville was always Brownsville, you know, never That's ran in the world. world. Yeah, yeah. And I grew up in... Pink houses and in Brownsville projects, you know, family in Brownsville. So I had dual residency. So I always, like, when I used to spit, I was like, the East made Samson, you know, um, no, I said Brownsville kept a nigga knuckle game tight. <laughs> the East made Samson's ratchet game tight, you know? So so that's what it was. Like, you know, the East, we was playing with ratchets mm -hmm. and, and before Brownsville, before it really, you know, got to how it is now with mm -hmm. the gunplay. And, and Brownsville mainly though you know, you know, so <coughs> when I came home, I see like, yo, these girls, man, nah, they, was they holding it down. And I'm like, wow, these girls fight. So I said, let me, you know, see how I could monetize this and, and, and do something constructive. So, you know, I started the fight club. You know, what was ill to me about it? What was intriguing to me about it was the fight club was like the what? But the why, right. you you right. had like you had behind the scenes right. like some of these young ladies had children. Mm -hmm. You got to see what they was dealing with in the house, right. who their mate was, right. their mama right. was. Like right. it was it was a different exactly. kind of um, 
it was sort of like you it was the fight club was just a vehicle right to see, to the social environment exactly. that was in. and see i wasn't i wasn't savvy as far as you know jun- like being a journalist then mm-hmm. i had teamed up with uh my partners at that time mm-hmm. and one of them was a journalist and write for magazine so she was like yo we need to uh, make this bigger than these girls fighting and debating and the stuff that's going mm-hmm. on in the area. So she took it to that level, and then I, you know, I understood it. I, I got it quickly and made sure that you know, even if I wasn't there, they had access to the hood like that. But she's Caucasian, mm-hmm. like, and and then ironically, we made the trailer and shopping the trailer. I got with um the light. He's flight uh, from down with down with child. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right. Got the light show. Mm-hmm. And um and 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 Kamal mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And um Light introduced me to Nelson George. Oh Nelson George is, you know, right. famous Nelson right, George. Right. So Nelson George seen the trailer and was like, um, you know, he met with me and said, um, yo, how long you been doing this? You know, and I was like, you know, I'm just Basically told him my story. Yo, I just started doing this, and you know, just came home and blah, blah, blah. And um, he said, "Yo, my man is the president at BET, man." So I was like, "Yeah, you know, you hear stuff." Yeah, I was just yeah. like, "Yeah, okay." He said, "No, you hear what I said? My man. I'm not talking about somebody I know. <laughs> my man is the president of BET, and you know, who else seen this 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 um trailer?" So I was like, "Sheila Nevins and blah blah blah." You know, letting give him the rundown. Who saw it? He said, yo, let us, we could bid on it. He said, we got over $300 million to turn the network around, right? So I was like, yeah, okay, okay. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Nah, I'm just like, you know, yeah, all right. But then I let it go. Then he hit me, like, maybe two, three weeks afterwards. I said, yo, um, come up to BET, gave me the address, you know, got a meeting with Reginald Hudlin, the president of BET at the mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. So I come there and I bring my partner, you know, to talk anything administratively. She mm-hmm. can handle that mm-hmm. and I could give them the content. Absolutely. Right. So we rocked the meeting and um afterwards they wanted, you know, they wanted to give me a shot. Not right then and there, but afterwards Nelson said, Yo, um, we want to give you a career opportunity. And he knew I was in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he said, I'm gonna give you a career opportunity, man. He said, You got some talent. You know, and you want to be able to give you a platform. Now, at that point, what did you think? Yeah, I've known you now, intelligent brother. Like, what did you think they thought your talent was at that time? To tell you, I I thought mainly that because I asked him. I mm-hmm. said, "What do you want from me?" Mm-hmm. So he made it clear. He said, "We want authenticity." He said, "We want to be have someone that can give news about certain issues." that is credible, mm-hmm. right? And he said, well, you know, who are we going to use? Big ticket for that. Mm-hmm. Who are we going to use? So he was naming mm-hmm. the people that they already had mm-hmm. that was on that was on um, air. So then they had a, a, a audition. Because I, I never wanted to be on TV because I know I, was, I did a lot of dirt in the streets. So even doing the documentary, I was like, I don't want, mm-hmm. I don't want to be, you know, on camera. You mean you wasn't like the gangsters nowadays? Right. No, 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 no. Cause I don't even have pictures <laughs> of my homies, <laughs> man. I don't even have <laughs> I don't even have pictures of cats that I really got down with. Mm-hmm. Man. Cats I love <coughs> passed away. I don't have one picture with them because we never took pictures. 
Mm-hmm. Because if the cops came and asked me, do you know such and such? And I say, no, they're not going to be able to pop over the picture. What, who's this? So mm-hmm. who's this with such and such? Mm-hmm. So I never took pictures. It's funny you said it like pictures. that because, you know, I just feel like that's a... Uh, you're the last of a dying breed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's an understatement. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, and the cast that I know that I came up with, none of them, they don't have no pictures. No pictures, yeah. You know, if it is about himself, like, I don't have pictures of the cars mm-hmm. I had or mm-hmm. just something. Like, I, we just didn't do that, you know? <laughs> That's funny you say that because it's like now when you look in certain social media, um, certain social media uh, is really filled with pictures of people that you hear about in songs that you never really saw. And I often wonder, is there is there a database where everybody's getting these pictures from? Right. And, and like, what point yeah. do they serve? Like, right. What's the point? But yeah. I, I get what and you're then these sites too that be glorifying. Yeah. Glorifying that uh, that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So you 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 meeting with the, the president of BET uh, right. about coming on board right. for their for their. Their, their brand, uh, right. their media at the time. Right. They were starting this new show called The Chopper. Um, Jeff Johnson was the host, along mm-hmm. with Janae Johnson, you know Jeff. Mm-hmm. And um, they were the main host, and they had auditions with around a thousand people lined up. And um, like I said, I didn't want to be on camera before. And what uh, my partner, when she was filming the Brooklyn Girl Fight Club along with myself, she asked, Yo, Samson, can you just describe, you know, what's going on with the girls and the fight club and everything? And I was like, yo, I don't want to be on camera. She said, yo, let's just be for the trailer. We're not going to use it for the film. You know, just to help us, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. She said, but you're the best one that know how to tell the story. So I sat on the bench. And it's like just, a reference. Right. And I was just being, I was freestyling. Mm-hmm. Yo, the chicks out here, this, that, that, this, got Mike Tyson, this, mm-hmm. that, that, now the girls, that, you know, and I was just giving it up. <laughs> but when they was watching it, Reginald Hunter and them, they was like, this That's is what, what we, we want. want. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. You know, this is what so, we want. So the reason why I said, okay, I'm going to go with it because I knew that. First of all, I was on parole and I had to show pay stub and then I had to have a job, mm-hmm. right? So I knew that would give me a job. And second, you know, I didn't, I knew it was positive. So it wasn't like I'm talking about blasting cats or nah, I'm mm-hmm. giving you information. I'm giving you knowledge and I'm still able to wear the same attire I was wearing then, you know, mm-hmm. do rag fitted mm-hmm. and representing that cat from the hood. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like you was, you was stretching. You was still being, you was myself, being yourself. He's being himself. And, and then they, they titled, my title then was Samson Styles, the official street cat. Oh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo on, on that note, we're going to take a quick music break and we're going to get right back to it. Hey, you know, Samson everybody's Styles. talking about the good old days, right? Yeah. Everybody, the good old days, the good yeah. old days. Good old days. Well, yeah. let's talk about the good old let's days. Talk about Stop. 
started off on the island. AK Shallon, brothers wailing. Gunshots thrown the phone dialing. Back in the days, I'm eight now, making a tape now. Ray gotta get a plate now. Ignorant and mad young. Wanted to be the one till I got blah, blah, Yeah, my pops was a fiend since 16. Shooting that, that's that in his bloodstream. That's the life of a crimey. Real life crimey. And others know the habits behind me. Day one, yo, growing all up in the ghetto. Now I'm a whip, jet in the palmetto. And Medina, yo, no doubt the guard got crazy clap. Pushing the from now south. So if you're filthy stacked up, better watch him back and duck. Cause these beans, they got it cracked up. Now my man from up north, now he got the law. It's solid as a rock and crazy saw. No jokes, I'm not playing. Get his folks, Desert Eagle is joint and put him in the yoke. And the note for sure, I got wreck and rip shot. I pointed the at the safe box. Open it up, kid. I want anything. Right now, boy. All right, we, we're back. Um. Sense, I gotta, you know, we're doing this series on violence, and um, we're gonna get to your film, um, which I think is me personally. For me, I think your film is very important, and that is something that um, people in our our community should see. I think it's mandatory, to be honest, particularly the young, um, the youth. Um, but I want to ask you, what what was your introduction to violence? Um, wow. You know, I, I grew up, I grew up the first eight years of my life in Park Slope. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was a very diverse community. Mm -hmm. Like Hispanic, black, black, white, Asian, Asian white, yeah. yeah. You know, the school, the mm -hmm. school, it was cool to be smart and mm -hmm. get straight A's. Mm -hmm. That's what I was doing when I was in Park Slope. Um, I had, you know, a fight in the neighborhood, mm -hmm. like when I was six, seven, mm -hmm. my mother made me fight a, a cat that was bullying. Bullying, yeah. So, you know, it's just that. Like, I know the fight to get somebody off mm -hmm. a few steps. If you don't whoop their ass, I'm going to whoop your right, ass. Type, type, yeah, yeah, I know old that. School yeah, moms, old school moms. Pops, pops right yeah. there, too, you know. And, um, but then we moved, and I just, we moved to Pink Houses. Wow. Right. Wow, wow. So that, that was a culture shock, bro. What and, was the reason? I'm just You curious. know, um, I think just social economic. I mean, the thing, like, they were pushing a lot of brothers out back then. Okay. You know, the, 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 the rent was going up, and it was just like cats was fleeing mm -hmm. and going to, you know, more secured. Mm -hmm. um, so you go from Park Slope, diversified, good school, cool to be smart, right. social environment, to pink houses. Right. So that was a culture shock right then and there, right? And I was, I'm the type, or was the type then that, I always wanted to fit in. I was the oldest, mm -hmm. didn't have the older brothers mm -hmm. nobody to look up to. And, um, you know, I, I always wanted to fit in. Mm -hmm. So when I went to um, PS224, that's where I came to. <laughs> I know you know, what you yeah, Pink houses, you know, it was just, um, it, wasn't, it wasn't cool to be smart. You know, mm -hmm. you, you raising your hand, answering questions and stuff like that. Cats won't see you at lunchtime. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, <laughs> so I'm, 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 I'm observing. What is this shit? Yeah, so I'm trying to, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, that that, point, yeah. I wind up being the, the, the wildest in the class. Yeah. You know, one of the wildest. That's I'm what smart, that's what smart guys do in really wild conditions. I don't think a lot of people understand that. Right. Like, literally, that's what smart people do. And they think that I was smart because in the fifth grade, I was in 5 by GC for the intelligent gifted mm -hmm, class, mm -hmm. right? 
but I already made my bones in the fourth grade. <laughs> so while they were messing with the other kids in fifth grade, they wasn't messing with me. You know. What so I'm you saying? had so, to you had to portray a certain. Yeah. Was the violence immediate when you got to pink houses? You think, or the observation of it? Yeah. It yeah, was. The observation of it was immediate. Um, here we go, like, and and and. In Park Slope, we live 640 Carroll Street. And, you know, it's a block. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's that, that community type of feel. So now we go to pink houses that have, like, 22 buildings, or at least 64 families in each building. You know, overcrowded. You got... It was overwhelming. It was overwhelming. You know what I'm saying? You still got... When you get out of... When you get off the block or out of pink houses, you still got to the right plazas, plazas to the left, right, Cypress. Right. This and then just, all the in between blocks right. and Spring Creek right. and, and yeah, Spring Creek wasn't there yet. Oh was well, yeah, you right, it was right. Just the lots, yeah, that's true. And, and cats was getting dumped there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's finding bodies there all the time around. So that you time. probably moved from quiet silence, you know, birds chirping in the morning to cats yelling and cursing, yeah. fights right yeah, in front of you, just, yeah, getting shot. Yeah, yeah, not not shot so much then, but. It, it was it was wild, man. It's wild. Like, you know, it was wild. The graffiti and the hip hop was being birthed around that time. What year was this? Um, this was in uh, uh, seventy six. Wow. You know, so yeah, it wasn't so much. Seventy six going to seventy seven, and then seventy seven was the riots. Right. By the time the eighties come, what does it look like? Man, by the time the eighties, man, I'm getting arrested. I'm eleven years old. I'm getting a criminal record. At eleven. At eleven. I started getting arrested. Um by the time I was twelve, I was sentenced to Lincoln Hall and do eighteen months. So, you know, I started early. And then um going what was to your pa- What was your mom's and your and your dad thinking they had this bright, smart, intelligent they didn't Kid. realize. They didn't realize, man. I asked my mom too. I said, uh, you know, like what she was thinking. See, my father, I love him to death. Now mm-hmm. we weren't getting along too much um, because um, he 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 lacked. He let my mom rule the house, right? And um, I think that played a part too because I didn't respect him. As a man, I was respecting the cats down the down the hall oh. across the street, or mm-hmm. you know, like with my kids, they could respect me on the street level. Mm-hmm. Like my pops put in work, but mm-hmm. then they could also respect me as a professional. Like yo, now my pops, he's he's doing mm-hmm. positive things, mm-hmm. so they they listen to me more than I would have listened to my father, you know. Um, so I didn't respect him, and my mom, she was. Uh, you know, she was doing the best she could, man. She stay on me, man. I, you know, she, she, she's not a sucker. Nah, no, no, no. You know, she, she's strong, black right, woman. Strong, man, strong. You know, and um, so strong that she would violate, disrespect my father, and then come in the room right afterwards and say, "You see what I said to your father? You see oh, how wow. he didn't do anything? Don't you ever let no woman do that to you." Wow. So she bred me. So like, I don't, I don't play. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like I'm. You know, I put my phone <laughs> in there. It ain't like that. But, you know, whoever, nice. any woman that was with me, they know I'm not a sucker. Like, mm-hmm. and that's because my mom. She was like, yo, we don't like men like that. Wow. You know, so, you know, she, she showed me how to be stern. But. So when you get out of that household and you in the street, your first inclination is not to have it. If that's where it's coming yeah, from. Yeah, is that, and then the Nation of Islam, mm-hmm. you know, I was in the 5% Nation then, and, and so it was just, 
you know, and they also uh, teach them to speak up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. know what you're talking about. You know, it wasn't like how you see gangs. I know now, what you're saying. You know, then it was, you know, you had to have some type of intellect. They was pushing you to have some intellect. You know, you know and, and even with the 5% nation, because I, you know, growing up in New York at that time, I think if you're in a certain environment, you're going to be exposed to it. Right. Um, for me, I, I was intrigued by it because a lot of the cats who I looked up to in my in my hood, they were down, they was down with it. But then I started observing it. I started seeing like, damn, we're such and such. We're understanding that. We're power at. They got arrested. Right. So I'm like, where do you think the 5% nation kind of went? Because it they were dealing with a lot of power. Like, how, how did they get so... Was it the socioeconomic environment? that really kind of made it fuzzy for them? I think I, I think it was two things, basic, two main things. One was being told that you are God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 to me, you know, misconception, mm-hmm. I know there's a high power yeah, in myself, yeah, yeah. but it's telling you that you are the high power. And I understand why, you know, W.D. Farad... I got it. You needed the propaganda to fight white right, supremacy. Right, exactly. So you had to uplift mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. this is what's going to help you uplift yourself. But that also uh, puts you in a stance that nobody could tell me anything. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. There was no perspective. Was, right. There's no, lead, no real leadership. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So that... That was it's basically thing. survival of the fittest. Right. And then the crack epidemic came, you know. And I've seen brothers, they was using mathematics and, and, and the lessons, you know, just to basically extort some cats, too. You know, yeah. know your lessons, I'm taking your chain. Take chain. Oh, yeah, definitely, your, definitely. You know, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm oh, robbing you yeah, now. Yeah. You don't know your degree, uh-huh. you know. So, <laughs> so, you know, you just see the shiesty nah. stuff and, 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 you know, but... And, and even getting locked up at that time, you know, it's like, um, you know, you, you see, you see it for what it really is, you know. So I removed myself from that, but I took the positives from it because we were always taught to take care of your children, man, and, mm-hmm. and, and to take care of your woman, you know. And, 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 sure. and what, what do you, like, what does an intelligent brother like yourself, and there's been thousands of, 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 of us like that. Like, what do you do in that environment to continue to dream and then still create or carve out a narrative for yourself amongst that? Like, like how do how do you do that? Like, as, as far as facing all those obstacles, yeah, yeah. Yo, I, you know, that's a good question. Man. I'm just, you know, that's, that's a good question, man. I think, you know, I think pursuing. Pursuing the dream, whatever it may be, right? Like, I knew I wanted to be great, and I wanted to be able to take care of my family, right? And at one time, I thought it'd only be through illegal means. So my favorite uh, things to watch was, like, The Godfather. Me too. Two, great right? movie. Especially two, right? And, 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 you know, and if somebody's favorite movie was Scarface, I know I could out-hustle them. <laughs> from like Scarface, that wasn't too deep. Bro. You know, that was very surface. You know what I'm saying? Now, so, now the Godfather was ill because people, uh, Rudy doesn't like the Godfather. But it was, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't about, it wasn't about gangster. It was about family and, and interpersonal relationships. The structure. Structure, you yeah. Know, the foundation. So, 
you know, I still, I was craving what I was doing. I was going about things the wrong way, but it was instilling in me the morals and values that I needed to, mm-hmm. to, to achieve, you know, to be successful, which I still imply, you know, to, to this day. So I think, so to answer your question, I think by instilling the morals and values as a foundation, regardless of what I had mm-hmm. to go through, it was the morals and values that helped me get over those, you know, adversities. And then you still had a strong mom. Yeah. You still had, you still had a dad who you might I not have been him. in the same page right. then, but you were still learning something right. from him. And then I had the martial arts. Oh. You know, I grew up in, in the martial mm-hmm. arts, you know. So I, it was constantly, like, even going to the center, because I was studying in, in the Pink House Center, mm-hmm. I had to go through all the cats that start trouble. Oh, they go to Karate Kid, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, you know, and I have to, I have to get past them because I had to, you know. I, I got my black belt, so I was in there for years, and and it went from that to I'm going to pick pockets and then go to karate class. So now I'm coming through, you know, and I'm going to karate class. Cats like, yo, what up, man? I right, what's going on? Let's go knock this out. Yeah, I'll catch y'all after class or whatever. Yeah, did, you know? <laughs> did, and, and you know what's crazy is that you telling me all this. How did you feel about your blackness doing all this? Because it sounds like you you don't wear it on your sleeve, but you strong black brother. Like, was the blackness from the 60s, 70s infiltrating itself into into you and the environment and some of the things that you seen, you, you were seeing or going through? When I got in the nation, when I got in the five percent nation of Islam, it would made it made you win. And and my mother always like I remember you remember those black encyclopedias? Yep. My mother had those mm-hmm. for me to, you know, read and stuff. So she'd put me on punishment and give me those, those to read. To and, study. And did, you know. So I was always like she kept me like yearning for knowledge, regardless, right? But I was doing a lot of clown uh, stuff. What 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 do you Think of think was your first interaction with violence to a degree that that kind of impacted you, because I know you've been through some things. Yeah, yeah. I ain't talking about. I mean, I know right, you've been right, victim right, of right, shootings right, and stuff right. like that. Yeah, so I think when 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 my little man got killed, Sharif, he was like sixteen. He got killed. Yeah, you know, um, got murdered from by another homie. You know, they was playing. Russian roulette or whatever, so so they say, you know, somebody's playing with the gun. I, I I don't think um I don't think I don't think the homie did that on purpose. You know what I'm saying? But um afterwards he had to like cause afterwards, you know, it hurt me because that was my little man. Both of them were, were, were tight with me, and um you know to see one going from playing with with a gun. That was the first cat that was really close to me that you know. That that passed away, um, from found us with a gun. But as far as like beatdowns and stuff like that, I I experienced that man at a young age, like eleven, twelve, getting jumped in school, and you know, and um, get my ass whipped. Mm-hmm. I took plenty. I took plenty butt whippings. <laughs> you know, like if if a cat really was out there, yo, you 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 ran into somebody that that was tougher, tougher than you. Tougher than you. Yeah. Put, but sometimes they're not even in the street like that. They just <laughs> no, yeah, yo, just leave it alone. Yo, Eric will put it on me. You know what I'm saying? You're like, no. <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's true though. And we yeah, don't talk yeah. about that. Because yeah. we like to have this impression like, yo, I'm goon, I'm I'm certified, blah, blah, blah. But yo, 
yo, I've seen some of the toughest guys. Yeah. I never forget. Uh, I went to uh, PS three twenty seven. Uh, I went to PS one thirty seven, and I went to PS three twenty seven on picking in Bristol. And one of our homies, um, his name was Lamont Hesterbay. Um, yo, Lamont was tough guy. You know, he throwing the haymakers, he duffing everybody out. Me and him got cool because we had a fight. We get to 271 um, on a hill on Herkimer in Saratoga. And Lamont just one of the, yo, it's super goons in 271. And I never forget the day he got beat up and played out. And everybody was like, damn. And that was my realization that, yo, it's always going to be a bigger, a tougher, always. tougher always. guy. Yo, yo. Oh, hold on. on. On that note, we're gonna take a break and come come back uh, with the with the uh, talented Samson style. Introduced from Parks Park Slope to East New York. Mm-hmm. You running around. You're getting arrested from 11. You do a, you do a juvie right. stint. Um, mom is strong, but at the end of the day, you still find your way to the street. Yeah. What was so intriguing about the street and violence that someone as smart as you and as talented as you 
um, went all in. Because I didn't really see nothing else. You know, like if I, I, I didn't really see any other professions or anybody that I look up to that was in any other profession that, you know, anything other than the streets. You know, everybody that I idolized or looked up to, they were street legends, you know? So, and and the women had a lot to do with that too. Cause you look at, you like girls and you see the type of dudes they like. They like the ones that's beating up cats. They don't like nobody that's, you know, trying to stay out the way. You know, they, they not, they, they want the popular, like that popular dude that's beating cats up. He got three and four girls. They don't know they, he talking to them too. That's you know, true. And they won't even talk to that one. Those three and four about to share that one dude that's... To get their own dude. Yeah, then, then to get that other dude that's trying to stay out the way. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, all that had... Was it the imagery of what we were seeing? Was it uh, like... Like that? Because to me, that's just so, you know... Because to me, there's still a legacy of that that exists today, somewhat. And I'm like, damn. Like, we're... You know, because these are intelligent people. And was it the imagery? Was it what was at home? Like, like was it uh, something visual? Like, what? Like, how do you change that perception? Like, you know, because that's groupthink in a bad way. Because that's right. like everybody just following at some point. Right. Like, how do we break that up? Like, how does it become cool to be smart? Yes. You yes. Know, like, yes. You know, like, it's going to. It's definitely, man, gonna I think the woman, the young girls gonna have to take the charge on that, man. That makes I, sense. I'll tell you right now, I think if those young girls was like, I'm not talking to no dude pants sagging and she bad. Oh yeah, it's gonna change everything. Cass is like young for my yeah, No, no, it's, no it's, 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 it's gonna yeah, right it's gonna, I think you're absolutely right. And I also think that um the the super charismatic smart goon kid who everybody kinda stays away from. We gotta start engaging that kid, cause then that kid decides, yo, I ain't doing that no more. Right. He's like a trendsetter. Right. In those areas where nobody wants to go to, where people right. want to ostracize or oppressing. Right. Um, I don't know. Now, look, I, I want to um shift a little bit. Um, yeah, your film is powerful. Thanks. Tell us the title of your film. It's called Killing Beef. Yo, I feel like for me personally, yo, it's such a um deep layered project that it's like you'll be the average person won't get the me won't get the like it's much greater than the title see it's it's, it's a double entendre it's about you know killing beef which is you know what i experienced like a beef that that cats will get killed over and then it's killing the beef resolution you yeah. Know what I'm yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, but like you said, in between that, there's a lot of layers. Yeah, it's a lot of layers, man. And and thanks to to your interview, yeah, sure. man. Nah, I, 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 I was, I was, I'm very thankful, and I'm, I'm very humbled to even be a part of it. Um, and even my thing is, you could, you can, you can leave me on the, on the what do they call the editing floor, the cutting, the cutting floor. I'm cool, cause, cause they, you talk about, um. You know, I think me and you, I think I had text you after you, um, because I was trying to get to you to see it, and I, I, I was on trial. I know you you was running around. You had some things to deal with, um, and I, I didn't get a chance to sit with you and watch it, but then you sent it to me, 
And I, I sent it to him. It was like, yo, son, why, watch this joint. And we both was like, yo, it's ill. And for me, I deal with, you know where I'm at? I feel like I'm in, I'm in the middle. I'm not in the middle. I'm, I'm, I'm coming from the place of oppression where I shouldn't have made it. I basically got to this point in spite of whatever adversity was in my gene pool and my environment. And now every day I deal with people of power who are oppressing. And on the other end, I'm, I'm dealing with where I came from and people who may not have been as fortunate or lucky as me to have a strong moms or an older cat or OG who said, yo, you know what? Stay away from that. And I see all the, the inequities, but I also see the layers. And your film hits the layers. You talk about education. You talk about the dynamic of, of the woman. You talk about coming from Park Slope. I don't want to give the film up, but the, the beef and how it unfolded. You know, my man, Sean Price, was from uh, Brownsville House. He was there when I got shot up. He was there. Was That's my homie, man. Yeah. God bless uh, Sean P. Yeah. That he was there. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. My I man Norton is from over there. Like I, I know a bunch of. I I grew up over there, like going in and out and visiting. Um, His wife lived right in that building. Burn it, burn. Yeah, she lived <laughs> right in that building. That's crazy. Yeah, he had to remind me. When he came up to BT, I was like, oh, Sean Pike. He was like, yo, yo, remember me here? <laughs> you used to win the I was with you. I was like, oh, wow. So yo, when, it, when I watched that film and I watched, one of the most heartbreaking, I'm not going to give it up, but even the ending of Homie, who yeah, you had. Yeah, yeah. And what was, what was heartbreaking to me was watching him. And you can tell he's broken by, by right. it, but it's almost like he couldn't help himself. Right. Right, and it's real, man. And it's real. Like, this is real. Like, this is what goes on. This is what happened. What made me start filming this? I don't know if you want to get into that. I now. do. Okay. Yeah. Is that I was doing my thing at BT, whatever, and, and um, you know, I had a lot of enemies, man. You know, different states. Mm -hmm. I was all over hustling, you mm -hmm. know. So, you know, that, that, that lifestyle, you create enemies. Mm -hmm. And, um... When he came home from prison, I knew that I was going to see this dude. And I was already thinking, like, damn, what I'm going to do? Because mm -hmm. now I'm, I'm on something positive. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm trying to go there. And I don't want no conflict. Man. Mm -hmm. I really don't want mm -hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? I don't need it. You know? And um, when he came home, the first thing I, I got the word, yo, you know, he's home day of. And I said, yo, just find out where he lives, man. Because I, I at least want to know where he lives at. Now, did you want to check his temperature, or like you clearly didn't? Wanted, you just wanted to I, see I where wanted what, to what it know was. Where he lived, just yeah. in case. case. I got you. Any threats mm -hmm. or just saying mm -hmm. anything? Because my aunt, the family was mm -hmm. involved. You know, if you threatening my aunt or whatever, mm -hmm. I don't know what type of you know revenge you mm -hmm. may want to be on. I just want to know where you at. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just in case. And I just hated that mind frame that I was getting in because it was like you know I'm, I'm already away from mm -hmm. that man. I'm doing stuff positive, I'm legit. And I'm like, this could pull me back in the past. Mm -hmm. man, you know? And this is something that happened when you was right. very young. Yeah, this is like 20 years 20 ago. years, yeah. You know, I mean, to that date when mm -hmm. he came home, you know. Now it's like, 30, like almost 30 years mm -hmm. since the incident, you know. So I had seen a homie of his, and he let me know that 
um, the guy wanted to talk to me. But really, um, Al, he got we got barber shops in, mm-hmm. um, in, in in Brownsville, and um, really he was being smart because Smoke didn't he didn't ask him that. Mm-hmm. He just he liked what I was doing, and he knew his man was coming home. He wanted to make sure there was no conflict. So when he saw me, he said, "Yo, Smoke wants to squash that and and want to talk to you. Would you be willing to talk to him?" I said, "Yeah, I would be willing to talk to him." And I guess he went and told Smoke the same thing. Yo, I seen Samson, man. He wanted, would you be willing to talk to him? See, so that was that was dope, man, that he mediated that. Yeah, that yeah, smart yeah, yeah. To be like, you know, I don't want to see nothing go down with them. Because, you know, my man just came home. Mm-hmm. And then this cat, I see him doing his thing. I don't want that to be messed, you know, messed and, up. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing, honestly, because I've seen 50 to 100 examples of the beef from 19, 20 years ago. It gets recooked. Yeah. Yeah. 20, 30 years yeah. later. Like, yeah. it ain't no, nah, yeah. we gonna mediate. Exactly. It's like, nah, I'm, just, I'm gonna run down on you. Exactly. And, and you know, exactly. So when we did want to speak on the phone together, I was already doing speaking engagements and going to juvenile detention centers and talking to kids, showing them that they don't have to just be an athlete or Ball a rapper, yeah, a rapper or whatever. Yeah. To, to make it because, you know, and, and despite the felony convictions, look, I'm a award-winning journalist now and you could do this. Mm-hmm. And this is how it happened for me and, you know, blah, say, blah. Not on the corny level, but just showing, mm-hmm. look, you know, you could do this, mm-hmm. man. If you got a talent, you just need to follow that that passion, man, was in you and you can turn that into legal money. And um, I asked him to join me when we go up to Goshen Detention Center. And I, and I you know, told him, don't say anything, don't let him know who you are, but I'm going to let him know what happened. Yeah, that's that's one, of the, that's one of the most prov- uh, provocative points in the film for me when one of the little homies is like, yo, <laughs> right. yo, you got to, yo, you got to get down, yo, you got to get at him. Right. And when you bring him out, right. they like, yo. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, so, it worked like that every place we went, it was the same reaction, man, the same reaction, so the kids, they took to the story, you know, they really, they really took to it, because they seen it was real, you know, and, um, so I knew if I could have, because I was planning on doing a, a tour, hitting, you know, all the, like, different, like, doing a national tour, me and mm-hmm. him, and Al, with this, right, because it was so effective, I knew that if I could create something where smoke needs me to be healthy and well, mm-hmm. and I then, need them to be healthy and well, the beef is killed. It's, 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 it's done. done. Yeah. You know, we're not going to be the best of friends because mm-hmm. there was still tension. Mm-hmm. And every time we went, because we didn't hang out other than that, we only met up oh. and we'll talk to kids. So that's like almost like. It's like it's for the kids to observe, but it's almost like a therapy session exactly. for y'all, yeah. and y'all don't know what's going to come exactly. out. For that time period. Exactly. Every time we got together, it was, yo, what up, man? But I give it to him. Holidays, he'll call me or I'll call him, yo, man, happy, you know, whatever, whatever. You know, how the family is good, da, da, da. You know, but that was it. But then when we meet, you know, I, I, I could, you know, I, I could feel it, you know. And especially if we met around other people that knew what happened. Mm-hmm. I was cool. Mm-hmm. But he felt, I guess, that he should act in a certain way. And I peeped that. I was like, you wasn't like that yesterday when it was just me and you. Mm-hmm. Now, man, these cats, you want to, you know. And, like, the, and the beef, I guess he's feeling like he's down. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he got to get up. Right. You know, but, um, you know, I, I understood it. You know what I'm saying? And, and I knew, you know, where the distance, where to make the distance. Will, will he... Um, Will he come home in, in, in time to spend time with his with his grandkids? And um, I think uh, let me see. He should be eligible. I think around maybe twenty two. I think two thousand twenty two. Yeah, that's not bad. Now imagine yeah. if he had an opportunity to like a like okay, y'all were trying to make it work together, trying to squash the beef. You're living your life. You're in a better situation. If he had an opportunity to be in a better situation, maybe that would have helped him be squashed better, no? But then he but, got into... I feel like him coming home and getting up with what you right. was doing, that was a better situation. What about basic needs? Like, you know, he's probably... No, he was home, doing... Struggling. See, no, no, that wasn't the case. He came home, he had a nice, strong support system. My man... Al, yeah, was, was, uh, who, who, who does that? Nobody. Did. That's the move. Make sure you <laughs> get around or whatever. Right, sister, you know, bought a house. Already had a house for the family. Family is very tight knit. Here, this this yeah. your room, brother. Blah blah blah. He had a job doing construction. Then the man that you know liked how he worked. So he was like, you know, after the apartment, after that uh, building was built. You could be the super and have this like things were lined up Definitely. for him. Well, you know what I noticed um, for me because I deal with um, you know scenarios where people spend a lot of time in jail and they come home. What I notice is the concept of time is a very um, ambiguous, amorphous, subjective thing. And when you take someone physically and you put them somewhere in a confined space for a very long time, and they come out. Their concern is catching up with time. And in in that pursuit of catching up with time, a lot of bad decisions are made trying to catch time. What they don't realize is that time, you can't catch time. You got to be in time. You know what I'm saying? And in trying to catch up on time or what they thought they missed, they put themselves in, right back in the dragon's lair. That's been my perspective of, of older, a certain age of guy that I, I've, I've encountered through what I through life and, 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 and through the criminal practice is that that pursuit of catching up on time when you feeling like you lost something is, is deadly. Yeah. It's very dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous. Um, but I, I want to we, we're going to take a quick break. But we're going to come back and, and talk more about the film and, and, and the direction of, of Samson and how he's done. Praying to be healed 
So, let me ask you, um, the film, for me, you know what the film is? It, it's sort of like a, um, it's not preaching, it's kind of putting the mirror in front of the black community, from the young man who you kick it with and the film starts off with, to you going through your own story and some of the things that you've been through. It's a mirror. Um, was that the intention? Exactly. Exactly. I, I wanted to. I wanted us to be able to look at ourselves. Um, you know, because you see even the missing fathers uh, section, mm -hmm. right and. I see on the internet, you know, some people will post up on their blogs, but missing black fathers, that's a myth because they hear them. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to keep it real, man. Like, you know, yeah, you may have some fathers that's up there, but no, we're not really, we're not really present. Like, mm -hmm. we should be. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, growing up in pink houses, we had 22 buildings with at least, at least 64 families in each building. And I could count not even on one hand, the amount of friends that I had that had a father or stepfather in the house. That's real. That's real. You know, and how many people I know that their father wasn't even around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is real, man. Like, we got to stop tap dancing around. Mm -hmm. Nah, that's a real issue. You know, it's, it's real. It's a real issue. In it and it's, you know, what I liked in the film, though, is it also talked about a strong community can compensate for certain right. things. But... It's not the answer for certain things. Because for me personally, my dad, um, he migrated from the South, came here. I got two siblings that I never met. I met my sister once and my brother I never met. They grew up in Long Island. My pops was with us all the time. Me and my moms. I was the only child. Um, my pops, the day he resigned, no, the, the, the time he resigned at 65 from his job, and you know he's south country dudes don't use their lose their language and their etiquette. He's like, yeah, I got me a piece of money. Um, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give your brother a piece of money, your sister a piece of money, and you. And I was like, yo, pop, you gotta give me nothing. I'm gonna figure it out. Give them whatever. But I sensed in him that he died that year. But I think he went to his grave heartbroken that he know he never was in his children's life. And I think the leg legacy of slavery with us, when you think about it, we was ripped from. We doing these tribal wars, you know, and like you know, a lot of supreme white supremacists and a lot of sucker black people like to say, "Well, you guys were enslaving yourselves." No, we weren't. Right. That wasn't. It's was a totally different kind of thing. But some of us were suckers and selling us to these Europeans, and we knew something was going on. But when we got to this uh, land space, uh, we were nomadic. We couldn't practice our own language. 
we didn't have our own land anymore. And we were on this plantation, heartbroken, but finding love again, creating a family, then getting ripped from that family, sold to this plantation. And it was like, it almost, we, it almost became uh, customary for us to be cool with being a rolling stone. You know, we don't, we don't really talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, you and, know. But, you know, the strange thing, too, is that what we talk about in the doc from the 1890s, after, like, 25 years after the um, emancipation, um, black family, black men were more likely to be married and be with their families than whites. Mm. Up until the 1960s. 60s. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what happened between 1960 and 70 that it was a dramatic drop? Like you have the, the welfare laws that came into play. That's a big mm-hmm. part. You got the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. You had the heroin epidemic. Heroin, then the crack came right away. Right. 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 Afterwards, you know, you have like like in 10 years, yeah. like this, this I'm not the saying un- that. Un- no, nah, but you're right. The unemployment went off the went out the roof um and segregation segregation ended. but then segregation in it but then de facto segregation happened where you know we still was being set upon and i honestly think like you're right like that was a period where it happened really really fast going to trip like it, yeah. it, it was it was a lot that happened within those 10 years not you know during the research of, of, of putting this together it was like I had to try to look, man, what, what happened? What happened? What happened? If we were, you know, at, at one time, we were outnumbering white folks, you know, for capital as, as far as being married and in the household. What happened? What happened? Not to say that there were women missing fathers before that, mm-hmm. but for the most part, like, like when my moms and them grew up, if it wasn't a father, it was a stepfather. Step yeah, man was, was present. Was present. Yeah. When I came up, my grandmother, you know, it was. I had two grandfathers. I think we one also real one, and then, then one yeah. that she was with. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, but I think also dysfunction, the selling of dysfunction to us, became customary too. Like we were, we're, we're so dysfunction. And family is not one of those things that we buy into, like you know what I'm saying. Like from a, and I'm talking about from a, from a, um, entertainment and media aesthetic. It's like yo, when I listen to the young, the the young guys talk, and even the older guys, the language, and the topics is nothing. Uh, a lot of it, when I'm in these courthouses and I'm running around, a lot of it has nothing to do with the continuity of the family. It's, it's Yo, man, I'm, yo, psh, bitch. yeah, it's, it's very self-interested. Um, and uh, I don't think as a people, we realize that you cannot fight an ideology such as white supremacy with selfish ambition. You have to have an ideology. And we don't have, we haven't bought into an ideology. Our ideology is being like our oppressor. Or doing something that would impress our impress our oppressor, um, and you cannot fight a, a purposive ideology such as white supremacy with individual accolades. I don't care how many bitches you get, how many nick, how many if you a bad bitch, how many niggas you got willing to pay for this. If you like, it, it's not like it, it's it means nothing, you know. And and um, I think a lot of things, just benign things, just started happening during that time, like you said, that really contributed. 
to us being in this very, very, we're in a very weird space. You know what I'm saying? Like we're in a space where the guy you think is successful um, is really not that great at being like he's not as su- successful as you think he is. You know what I'm saying? Like right. and, and it is, and 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 we don't have. Um, what happened is we fell into this American thing of anti-intellectual thought, where we become a part of the spectacle, um, and until we remove ourselves from that spectacle, it's going to be dip- it's going to be dangerous. But I, I'm really excited about your film. Oh, thanks, man. I, like I like when you had hit me back, and because I know you know you're not a superficial cat, mm-hmm. and it was like. Yo, this was Yo, listen, your film, I wanted to hit you like, yo, can we show it to people? Right, <laughs> like, right. yo, that's how powerful it was for me. Cause as these guys, I'm like the I'm I'm quick on the draw. I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever I can to make it happen. Um what I wanted to do was that you you know that we would be willing to do whatever you needed as a platform or a vehicle, because I think that film sometimes you're fortunate to create projects that are greater than you. And they take on a life of their own. And I feel like that project needs to be curated by you to go exactly where you feel it needs to go. But what was really impressive about that is I'm looking at the maturation and the growth of you as a as an artist and a filmmaker, as a journalist. So my next question to you is what's next? What, you know, what, what's coming behind this? Um, well, I have a, a series that I've been pitching and and after this show get picked up, it, it will probably make sense for them. Um, after this doc get picked up, it makes sense for the um, series to get picked up, which is called Squash and Beef. And it's like a, a, a show that deals with conflict resolution or street level. It's not all the gangbanging mm-hmm. type stuff, but you know, just stuff that we, we have people that don't usually go to police. Mm-hmm. You know, for anything, we handle it ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And that that that's dangerous, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the police are dangerous, mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. so we have to, you know. So it's a show that we deal with conflict resolution on a street level, but but like OG style, okay? You know, and um, so we shot the pilot for that, and it'll make sense after the doc to do that. Yeah, you know, to to do that. Um, I have a book that's written already too that has to get edited. That's just for that. But my long term, I want to do scripted because I've never done scripted. And with that, you could really tell your story the way that you want to tell it. You mm-hmm. know. Um, so I want to do a, a scripted series. Um, I have two in mind, and um, that would be like my ultimate goal. Yeah. You know, I wanted to ask you something. I just thought about the movie too. Is um. I was watching a movie, you know, it was really intriguing when you was up in Mount Vernon and, and there was a section about community policing and everybody's uh, first impression of what they think community policing is, is the cops getting along with the community. Do you think it's possible that community policing one day could be, imagine like in East New York and Brownsville, where we both grew up in and Phil and Bed-Stuy, Rudy and Crown Heights. Imagine if all the former police or security got up with the people in the community who are concerned about the kids and them getting in trouble or them getting shot by police. They can, you can be concerned about both. Imagine if we got together and got our own, not like the Shamar, the Jewish right. police, but we got our own community 
policing where we set up our own community police program where we weren't out there necessarily arresting people, but we were setting up things where we can identify the young kids who are prone to get in trouble by the police. And we started convincing people to open up the, let the, let the social program stay open for 24 hours so these kids have somewhere to go. We started having an impression on the street so where the, cause we always know when the conflict happened before the police. The police come way after we know what's going on. Imagine if we had those people, and it was um, it was a sister, I think John Fort's daughter in Chicago. I think they was calling themselves the Interrupters at right, one point, right, right. but not so much like that. But a cross section of the community: parents, grandparents, professionals, um, dudes coming home, creating an organization where we were going to police our own neighborhood. And when I say police, meaning we were going to um, patrol and glue our own neighborhood and make it less required for police to come into our neighborhood. Is I, that possible? I think I think it's possible. And, and we would have to work with police that's like David Clark. That mm-hmm. was, that's in the yeah, he's a, he's dope brother. Yeah, we, we would have to have more police like him mm-hmm. because... Um, that get it, mm-hmm. right? Because another thing that uh, was left out is that they do, the police have a quota, man. They say yeah. they don't. They, they do. We know they and do. They, and they, you know, and they target our community Absolutely. to get those quotas Absolutely. filled and to get those jails filled. filled. And, and because listen, the, like the pressure from upstate is happening because those people need jobs. The pressure on the street is happening because those police officers, they need overtime to pay for their bills and their kids going to college. And I tell people all the time, if you want apple orchards, you go to an apple farm to get those apples. You want arrests, you go to black and Hispanic communities. That's a fact because, you know, I tell people all the time, I challenge you to go down, go around New York City and count the amount of times that you see a group of young white men standing in the back of their car while their car is being searched. I challenge you for that. You're not, it's not going to happen. Um, and the, the problem is, is that the narrative in America is that we are the criminals. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like they justified their behavior with us by their actions. Um, and I think the only way we can do that is from an entertainment level and from an educational level, more people like yourself putting your art out there in the world as a mirror to what's going on. And then, you know, Michelle Alexander gets paid thousands of dollars to talk about stuff that we already know. Um, We got to get out of that habit of being impressed by the shit we already know. Um, And it can happen, but I think it's going to happen over, it's going to take some time. You know what I'm saying? It's going to take some time. But um, I want you to surprise how trends catch catch on. on. That's true too. You know, you're uh, right. Uh, you know, who knows, man? You're right. You know? Some benign incident or something may right. happen where th- that may. You're absolutely right. I do know. I want you to understand this. Whatever the combine can do for the world to appreciate your product and your project and your art, um, we with it. Oh man, so we definitely gonna talk. About <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no, nah, we with it. Yeah. Um, we with it. We I really appreciate, appreciate that, it. Um, really you, you, you just coming through and kicking it with us is, is really important. And and the film, tell us what, how soon you think the film will be available for people. Um, 
that that I'm 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 hoping by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a process to as far as getting distribution and you know shopping and uh, to be able to you know find a platform, a proper platform mm-hmm. for it, you know. So, I mean, we're looking at PBS, um, you know, Channel 13, mm-hmm. possibly HBO or Netflix, mm-hmm. you know. It, Those it, are all good options. Right. And, and um, you know, we, but at the same time, you know, there's other ways, like as far as film festivals, mm-hmm. Sundance, mm-hmm. the, the Tribeca's and you know the um, the the other uh, festivals that help gives it exposure and, and and put you out there so that you can make the best move possible. I don't want to jump at just anything. Yeah, you should. You know, um, I want to make sure that it, it's definitely the proper fit and that they're going to get it and market it and promote mm-hmm. it the right way. You know? I think now let me ask you because I think that's phase one, but I can imagine that. Um, youth organizations, certain vendors, like at some point that film should be uh, part, of a part of a curriculum. I think so. Yeah. I, and, and I think that's something you should definitely not, You, know, right. I think you should keep that in mind. Right. Like after the hoopla and after the, it gets the big push and that and, and what's done, after all the dust settles, I think um, it should be a part of a curriculum. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, another brother I let uh, watch it. He is very critical. That's that's why mm-hmm. I, you know I let him watch it. And um, he said he wasn't bored not one minute. You know? mm-hmm. So that was that was. And he said it's very informed. He learned. He said, "Y'all learned a lot watching." Mm-hmm. And that's the I, that's that's what you're going for. Mm-hmm. You know. And it, it told a story. It had narrative. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, you know. Uh, we good. Listen, I, we didn't. Um, I think you got to come back for a, a, an additional to talk about uh, the, the, our series on, on, on violence and just even filmmaking. We're going to have some other things that we're doing, but we want to really thank uh, Samson Styles for um, coming through. And, and, I appreciate and, 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 and that. Definitely uh, kicking it with us and, and, and informing us. I appreciate it. That's what's up, man. Peace. Yeah. By a higher conscious spiritually Up, up Up in the way, up in the plane Get on my way right now I want you to believe not only in me But have some faith in yourself I wish you peace and good health Happiness and some wealth I threw a coin in the well Cause I was feeling so well A token of how I felt Never heard it for fail Not a noise, not a sound Still no reason to doubt Quality what I sell Quantity in the cells Quantum physics myself Count a million atoms of cells This life I'm living it out Damn right my vision is now Don't let them prison yourself Build the strength to break out my 
my brothers at the brick house, the undercover stakeout. Can't you see it's a trap? The type of shit I think about. I sense they needed my help. That's why I had to reach out. What you think? I do it for my brothers under a spell. It's clear we living in hell. The life of a black male right out the womb you come out. And it's a bunch of black male just waiting for you to fail. A special room in the jail with your name, a number on it. So you property now. I see you properly now. It's what the poverty about. It's all a game of monopoly trying to cop me a house. An elephant in the room until I fit in my...